You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Back for another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. Ever so close to uh, episode 100. But right now, we have to talk about this team. It's kind of the point of the podcast, but we're in the middle of a couple of days off. They don't have a game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is rude um, (laughs) for our well-being. But this team fucks, boys. This shit is ridiculous. This team doesn't know how to lose. Can you safely say that the Buffalo game was our first true D game of the year? The first two periods was the worst I've seen them play by far, and they still pulled it out. Yeah. They played mediocre hockey and are still the best team in the league. Still look like an unbeatable team right now. This team fucks, man. This team team fucks. fucks. And we have a third, we have a third string goaltender. That's, that's fucking is fucking too. Yeah. What a yep. game he had. Yeah. Keith Kincaid. You can't ask for anything better. If he only plays like three games this year, which depending on the Swayman injury may actually be a high estimate. Hopefully, hopefully Swayman's back soon. But if Kincaid's out there every couple of games, I don't feel that bad after seeing that performance the other night. No, yeah. no, he was very good. I, I'm super down with, I mean, we said this when the Kincaid first got signed. I mean, you, we've already brought Kincaid up, might as well talk about him. When he first got signed, we're like, as a third stringer, that's an awesome goalie to have as your third guy. And that's exactly why, is he can keep you in games. He, he can't do it consistently, but you throw him in for a few games, like he's an NHL backup goalie. If he is your backup in a traditional starter backup tandem, like a not not a not a timeshare, if you're playing like, you know, fifty seven twenty five sort of thing, you're probably mm-hmm. in pretty decent shape. Yeah, and he's our third. Yeah, do you know how many fucking contenders? I mean, only one goalie really plays to the playoffs, but how many contenders would love to have the setup we have right now? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing a team like the Rangers who you know, had otherworldly goaltending last year and they're being kind of brought down right now by very human goaltending. Yeah. And same fuck Pittsburgh. <laughs> also and, good fuck them. Yeah. I, I, all right. I'm not going to make Vancouver, this about me. If you want to get really into it. <laughs> I'm not going to make this about me, but I drafted Demko and Yari in my fantasy team. And they were supposed to be workhorses this year who were excellent last year in the regular season. And I have torpedoed their careers. What happened? Demko is horrid, horrid. And Yari, it looks like he's lost the starting job to DeSmith. Mm-hmm. Like my fantasy team's in shambles right now because the fucking goaltending is a nightmare for me. You hate to see it, but also you love to see it. Yeah, yeah it's hilarious. Yeah, moment, moment of silence for your uh, fucking fantasy team. Like, if that's over. what it takes. If that's what it takes to get Pittsburgh to miss the goddamn playoffs, I'll take that L all day. Yeah. And that's obviously why people are listening. They need updates on your fantasy team. 
Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I wasn't able to put it out this week yet because my video shit is a mess and I haven't yeah. been able to do any reviews over the weekend, but yeah, I'm just going to do it here. Yeah. Did everybody <laughs> yeah, have a good yeah, weekend man. though? Everybody have a good week in general. I saw snow. You did? Yeah. I was in the mountains of North Carolina and we got snow. Nice. I'm seeing snow, snow right snow now outside. as we speak. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think it's snowing right now. I, I don't, can... I don't need that in my life yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. I, it's the first time in years that I've been able to walk out in a hockey jersey and walk around in sub 30 degree weather while it's snowing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was amazing. I was in shorts, a t shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, a uh, Samsonov sweater. Yeah. Just He's walking cool. around with the dogs. Oh, that's great. Painting a picture, establishing shrinkage for anybody listening right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was a weird mixture. It doesn't have that also, far to go anyway. Yeah. It felt so good that it was also kind of like, well, maybe there's a little liveliness, you know, maybe there's a little action happening. <laughs> a little, a little Christmas just, tingle. Just a tingle. Just a tingle. A tingle is a good way to put it. Uh, let's it talk awesome. about Old Mark. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the tingle. I feel like Olmark. we have to like, I, we've talked about him obviously on the podcast the last couple of weeks that he's playing out of his mind. But we're more than just like a short sample size. This dude is not only keeping us in certain games where the games are tight, but he's making these game-changing plays that seem to me like they're firing up the entire fucking roster. And that's partly why it seems like the third period, this team is untouchable. Mm -hmm. He made a couple of outstanding saves in the Calgary game. Um, And it's just been kind of part and parcel with how he's been all year. But... I wanted to dig a little bit deeper because you guys all remember, you guys all remember the Calgary game made me think the discourse surrounding signing a guy like Linus Allmark to a four year, $20 million contract and how, well, we should have had Swayman and Vladar. Vladar is cheaper. Vladar is cheaper and you save the cap on something else. Let's go through real quick of his time. Linus Allmark's time in Boston. This is, for last year as well, he has played 54 games. He's 37-11-2 with a 2.33 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. At home, at the TD Garden, he's 21-3-1 with a 2.28 goals against average and a 9.25 save percentage. Boys, is this worth $5 million? Please discuss. I mean, I, I can't make much of an argument against the fact that that's he's a top 10 goalie in the league at the yeah. very least with those numbers. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. And our backup is Jeremy Swain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who still to this day is probably considered the future. Mm-hmm. But the immediate future is right now, and we're seeing it right now. Olmark is the real deal. Absolutely. Here's so we knew this when we signed him. Like I'm gonna pat all three of we us on did. the back right Ian, now. We did. We, we did. Exactly. I'm okay. gonna pat all of us on the back right now because I was looking into this too, and Olmark from 2015 until 2021, those six years with the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, I love this teamwork. Go for it, Ian. He posted a 912 save percentage on those terrible fucking teams awful teams the in 2015 regular- the 2015 sabers they were the ron rolston historically bad tank for eichel and mcdavid season right, right? Yes. yes he had okay. so he had 50 wins 
47 losses as far as regulation goes. I'm not even looking at all the overtime bullshit. So he had a winning record in regulation with those terrible teams from the ages of 22 to 27. The Sabres in 2015-16 had, let's see, they had 35 wins. So I guess it was 23 wins the year before is the one you're referring to. I see. Okay, yep. 35 wins. Then the next year, 33 then 25, then 33, then 30, then 15 in 56 games played, which was just a doozy. This is a team uh, that does not fuck that you're talking about. Those teams were terrible. Yeah. And he posted a 9-12 save percentage, which you don't look at and go, wow, that's crazy. That's like barely league average. And you're still sitting there going, that's nuts that he was able to do that. And then you put him on a defensively sound, well-structured for the past, I don't know, 12 years Boston team and think that, oh man, I just don't know if this is going to be the guy for us. <laughs> I think he's, I think we're seeing him kind of say, oh no, this is super easy compared to what I've done in the past. For, for just go ahead. For, go ahead. Oh, for completionist sake, he was 50, 47 and 13. Mina mm-hmm. Solmark was 10 games below 500 in raw win loss records on the Buffalo Sabres. Let me play devil's advocate just for the sake of doing it. Okay. When we signed him, what were some of the negative things that we we brought up? I can specifically remember myself talking about, okay, well, he played in Buffalo. A lot of pressure on him to perform because a lot of the games fell on him, but not a lot of pressure from the media or the fan base. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a big expectation to win. How is he going to handle the Boston market? That was a question for me. It was. And the answer is here. He handles this market beautifully. The dude has like the perfect closer type mentality where he's just aloof enough, just goofy enough, just strange enough. You know what I mean? The like you have, to be, you have to be wired a little bit differently to play that yeah. position. There's no way around it. Absolutely. And he's perfect with it. The yeah. thing is, is that his biggest thing is that he almost never, almost never gives up the next one. He may give, he may leak out one or two because he only, in, in mm-hmm. all of these stats come with two shutties. Mm-hmm. Two. You didn't call either one, though. Just, I yeah, did not but... call either one. That is correct. I did <laughs> not call either one. And uh, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on that punishment, Thomas. I mean, his, but, like the idea of not giving up the next one or whatever, mm-hmm. you can also equate that to rebound control. His rebound control has been a lot better this year. Way he's better. Still, he's, sure has. He's not. He's still stepping out of his area sometimes a little bit more than my liking, but his recovery, especially what we saw the other night, holy shit, where he made that skate save. Mm. Oh, that was ended against the post. Unbelievable. He didn't necessarily make those plays last year. No. And he's doing it this year. I don't know what's going on, but he was really solid for us last year to the point where I think you could make a strong argument that he was our number one last year, Mm. at -hmm. least for good stretches of the season. Um, but he's, there's, there's no argument now. Like, even if Swayman comes back and is the, the Swayman that we know and love, you, it, Olmark is the guy. I would love it to be back to the, the one, a one B situation, but mm-hmm. Olmark is the guy right now. He, he took the job he took the job and it wasn't just a Wally Pip situation. Mm-hmm. He, he took, he took the job and I, I would love to see him. I would love to see like a two, one to start just to see how he continues to respond. Cause I think another thing that people were concerned about was his workload. He has so far 
definitely assuaged those concerns with how he has played in back-to-back-to-back games. Yeah. One of my favorite things about him in general is you talk about not giving up the next one. How often do we see plays in hockey where a goalie on one end makes the big save and then the other team comes down and gets a great scoring chance and then obviously they get scored on, right? Where like you're you just had a great scoring chance, mm-hmm. huge save made on one end, it goes back against you. Mm-hmm. Every time I've said out loud, I'm like, ah, here it comes. That was a massive save. And they're they're transitioning three on two the other way. And then Oli just like goes, oh, nice save. Watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just been so consistent every time. Like, ah, oh, man, there's no way we get out of this without giving one up. He just does. And like shot, Thomas fuck. said, yeah, I mean, he, he kicks Mind the if I stop it? Angles. Like, it's just, it's just an excellent display every night. And even his off nights when he gets pulled and brought back in. Like he just has a way of of settling himself down and making really excellent basic saves and then still doing the acrobatic bullshit and making the huge ones. Man, shout out to Mike Dunham and Bob Essence, a man. Like they you you definitely see their coaching in him uh from last year compared to this year. Thomas, you talked about him going out of his crease way too much. Mm-hmm. Um you, you are seeing you, you are seeing that sometimes, but you're seeing you're seeing a you're seeing a harnessing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that is goalie Bob and Mike Dunham have done an yeah. outstanding job with him. And, and, you know, like we've had success with goalies that venture a little bit too far. Big difference between him and Tim Thomas is Thomas would get back and he would make these wild flailing saves. Yeah. He had absolutely no technique whatsoever, but his, his body was always in front of the puck. Yeah. And the, the difference here is we're cup. seeing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're seeing, you say again? We're seeing yeah, enough technique for a cup. Absolutely. It's like Omar a goal scorer's touch on a fluky goal. Yeah. But Omar is getting back and he's doing it with perfect technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least at the moment. Yep. He's healthy as far as we can tell. I don't know if that was an issue last year, but the dude looks absolutely perfect right now mm-hmm. yeah absolutely perfect and still to me one of the most impressive things is yeah he came out a couple of weeks ago and struggled he got pulled but the fact that he went back in after getting pulled where you mentally you're you pull yourself out of that game you have to mm-hmm. and he got thrown back in and was a big reason that we won yep that to me oh, is so impressive in that to, overtime. Yep. to pull yourself back into it. it's like getting screamed at by your boss and just being like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I want to go the fuck home, et cetera, et cetera. And then going back in and doing a presentation and knocking it the fuck out of the park. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. It was just unbelievable. I don't have that kind of mental makeup to just drop things. When something doesn't go my way or I'm upset about something, it ruins my whole day. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, it's the first thing I think about. Or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and immediately think about that. Or where's my birth certificate? Something something that's going to keep me up all night. You know what I mean? I think you said a couple of weeks ago that you need that in your life. You need that sort of ability in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so impressed by this dude. But as impressive as a signing as that was, or an acquisition, I should say, there is another acquisition that this, this team made last year that is also showing incredible rewards or returns this year. Hampus oh, Lindholm is a number one D guy. Here's Hampus Lindholm's stats since he came to Boston. 26 games, 
Not a single plus minus, you know, dog food stat. I'll say that every time before we mention it, except in extreme cases. I believe this is an extreme enough case where it warrants mention. 26 games plus 28 rating. 17 points in 16 games this year. He is a early, very early candidate for the Norris, is he not? No, it's an early thing, but <laughs> no, I that, that's no, it's, it's complete. It's very, very early. And a lot of people, are, a lot of people are like Kale McCarr. How you doing, bud? A lot of people, a lot of players are, are going to up, are going to up, but he's at least in the conversation, isn't he? He will be if he keeps playing like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. But his, his start, he is one of those, he is one of those guys that we, I don't think we expected this. We we certainly didn't expect this, but we certainly didn't expect this without Charlie McAvoy. He proved he can carry a pair on his own and that maybe, just maybe, some of those down years in Anaheim were the result of babysitting an 18-year-old defenseman that wasn't ready for the NHL. But he's... Hampus Lindholm is for real. He is a big guy who who is swift and he is very, very decisive and just he's fun to watch play. Would you rather see Lindholm, Lindholm and McAvoy each anchor their own pair or do you like them together better? I'm sticking with the uh, each have their own pair. Mm-hmm. That's what I said Ian? two weeks ago. And I'm yes, sticking you did. with that. I think it's the right call. Mm-hmm. Ian, what I, do you think? I think it's a tool to be used much like bringing Pasternak up to the top line. Yep. So like. Bullet. If you're in a last six minutes of a game, yeah, and you know that these guys are going to play the next like four of the next six minutes, like that's your that's your five right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, in, in that case, you're basically talking about using it as like a special team scenario. But I think yeah. the question the question is, do you want to see them on the same line all the time? No, I, I think uh, I was wrong about that being like, well, McAvoy and Lindholm, because Lindholm has been so good. Yeah, that pair is that pair has been amazing to me. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. And dragging Clifton up to the level that he's been at has been largely because of Lindholm. I, I don't man, think you can argue that. Man, I can't wait till he gets paid, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad, but I'm gonna be happy that it's not us. Yeah, no, it's not gonna be us for sure. Yeah. What's even more impressive about the Lindholm thing? Seventeen points in sixteen games. You said yes. Yeah. Uh, he has not been on power play one for a like week and a half. Yeah, it's because they're using that <laughs> five forward setup, which I hate. Yeah, which we can have a conversation about, but. If you have 17 points in 16 games as a defenseman, I assume you have three minutes on the power play every night. Yeah. That's not the case. What's his average time on the power play? Do you have it offhand? For some reason, hockey reference does not have average power play time, hmm. which right. seems like one that they super would have. Yeah. That needs to be That's requested. Very strange. Yeah. Oh, How well. do they not have? What the fuck is going on here? Oh, wait, hold on. I might be an idiot. Probably. Um, does someone divide 50.4 by 16? 50 point that he's had, he has 50 power play minutes total. Uh, yeah, he's averaging three over three minutes of power play time on the season, but I assume that's largely because of the first, what, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just over three minutes. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. I kind of thought that would be that would have shrunk down a lot more. So there you go. It, it will. If, if, 
It will if it continues this way, obviously. But yeah, right. Well, let's talk about the five forwards. So, uh, Andrew, you have feelings. I've always hated it. Um, you can see in the first goal of the Calgary game why I hate it. Yeah. Bad drop pass. And I don't even remember who scored it for Calgary because who gives a shit about them. But just leaves Krejci all alone on an island. And all he has to do is just dump it past Allmark. And it's just when you have the this setup where Fords need to Fords need to get back and play defense. It's never going to be a good time. It's a high. It's definitely the definition of high risk, high reward. When it works, people like me look like fucking idiots. But when it doesn't work, makes people like me look like fucking geniuses. Mm. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't work far uh, to me from what I have seen from all the hockey that I've watched in all my years. In all my years, it just seems like it doesn't work more than it does. You think it's so even though our power play shake it up though well say that again i do you think they're just trying to shake it up a little bit because the power play has arguably been our weakest point <laughs> wow that is that's 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 hard to that's hard to fathom you know what i mean but probably i mean <clears throat> montgomery has shown that he has absolutely no qualms about exp- just continuously tinkering and experimenting mm-hmm. um but <laughs> at some point you have to be like you have to be like okay this experiment's not working anymore yeah and so, there's a lot of odd man rushes that rushes that are happening with this five forward setup there are and Olmark's making up for a lot of that but yes. so the power play has looked way better the past week it has yes with the five forwards our power play is now ranked seventh in the league is it really it is that is a lot higher than I thought it was yeah because we keep well, you know, scoring on it since we've gone to five forwards. Mm. I still so, hate it. Do you think it's just a heater, Andrew? Or look, I'm I've been wanting us to try it for a long time. No, you've talked about this before. You've you've definitely talked about talked about this that you've wanted a coach to try five forwards for an extended period. Just fucking try it, right? It's just it's just maybe maybe i'm a little maybe i'm a little conditioned by cassidy puck but but i don't think you are wrong yet i think we've seen it for a week and a half and it's looked better but like this takes time and as a team i mean but here's the thing here's the thing though i've always hated it yes that's fine always hated it (laughs) we've never seen this might be confirmation bias to be fair we've Mm -hmm. never seen it successfully run for a long time uh, yeah, this yeah, the goal by the goal by whoever I can't Tage Thompson. Ta- no, it was it ta- oh it wasn't it wasn't against Calgary, it was against Buffalo. Fuck both of them. I don't care. <sighs> okay, so Tage Thompson scores. That that play to get Tage Thompson. By the way, he's 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 for real. He might be worth the contract. Was that not the most obvious hook in the world by Tuck on Pasternak? I'm yes. so fucking confused. Now yeah. everyone's like, wow, the Bruins just got fucking pants. So like, no, they didn't. Tuck takes his fucking stick, grabs Pasternak by the logo, yanks him. He coughs up the puck. It's a breakaway the other way. Krejci, God help him, cannot handle Tate Thompson. And then Keith Kincaid has a stroke on the ice and just stops moving and the puck's in the back of our net, and everyone goes, great play by Buffalo after the heinous missed call that directly led to a goal. A-plus effort, you striped assholes. 
Were you upset by that play? When Livid, I, I, and I watched it after knowing the final score. Yeah, I watched a replay of the jam thing, and I went, "That was their one goal." And I tell you, puck don't lie because they had so many chances to bury another fucking goal, and they couldn't do it because the Lord on high went, "Fuck you." Well done, praise be. I don't know why that struck such a nerve for me, but God, fuck Tage Thompson, man. <laughs> That's why it struck a nerve. I'm so sick of being wrong about players, and Tage Thompson is <laughs> dunking all over me. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, to put a bow tie on the uh, the Hampus talk. Oh, right. <laughs> God. Incredible play. How are we feeling about Mac coming back? How, how, how do you feel like he's looked? Good but def you definitely can see that he hasn't seen game action in six yeah he's he's in preseason mode but he's so damn good that it's better than preseason mode yeah but he's he's not he's not running on all cylinders yet nope nope which is uh, crazy still yeah. crazy yeah but he's been good enough he's he's been, he's he's definitely been good enough um his goal that long that long range wrister right after the power play was just him scoring his first game back Man, I can't wait for Derek Forbort to get a hat trick when he comes back. <laughs> if, uh, I will. I will poop my pants if that happens. Uh, I, I will poop your pants. Yeah, I will poop your pants. It would be a collective, like the entire Discord at the same time would all put in a message together, going, "I poop my pants." Every <laughs> single one, just everyone, just poof. Yep, and we'd be able to to power an entire city block with all that poop over a hundred grown men and women just shitting themselves as a hockey player Clean. puts a puck in a net three times in one 60 minute frame Derek forward he did it for darla <laughs> i think i think mcavoy has looked rusty too uh, yeah. i have no doubt he'll be back to his usual self in no time how he long looks, will you how he long does do you look healthy it? though i don't he think i don't think he's like hampered in any way i think he's legit healthy yeah and they're they're easing him in they're definitely easing him in mm -hmm. uh his first three games uh 1918 time on ice 2155 time on ice 2257 time on ice so you know like you would any normal defenseman. Yeah, fucking yeah, unbelievable so. monty those, does those are not very normal minutes they're very normal <laughs> monty does not shy away from like hey you're my best player do you want to play and they go yes thank you very much and off they go the or, or, or monty also monty doesn't shy away from hey you're on an absolute heater connor clifton you want to play 25 minutes and connor yeah. goes yeah 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 yeah, ball 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 he plays a hot hand yeah and to clifton's credit when he's called upon he has come through He's on pace for 10 goals and 31 assists this year. I can't believe that he so, has played so. as a top line defenseman for so many games this season. 21, he's averaging 21 minutes a night. That's Connor fucking Clifton. <laughs> it's Cliffy Hockey, baby. I just, I don't, talk about being wrong about people. Um, mm -hmm. And look, yeah. he wouldn't be able to do it without a Lindholm type next to him, but that shouldn't take any of the credit away from like, he's been so good in a time of real need. Yeah. Is it just, is, it, is this just another instance of a defenseman developing at a speed that maybe we as modern fans aren't used to? I think maybe this just is more of a case of, he's being a, no, 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 no. I think for, well, 
you could obviously throw that in there as inspiration. But I think, sure. well, just like Ian just said, we're affording him to play alongside of a guy right now that's allowing him to play his best style of game. And mm-hmm. he's and he's being he's he's showing that that's what he needs. We're putting him in a, in a situation where he can succeed at his highest level. And he has never had that before. To his credit, he's he's done a lot with a little in certain segments, but he's also been extremely frustrating in prior seasons by trying to play his game when he didn't have the right support around him. What better support can you have than whoever's playing on our top line with him at that any given moment? If you go by time on ice, by people, by players who have played their full season so far, Connor Clifton is number two on the team. I tell you what, man, if this team manages to go on a run in the playoffs or win a cup, this roster is going to be picked clean in the off season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clifton's gone. Zaka will be gone. Fucking everybody. Everyone's just going to get yanked by every team and overpaid. And Clifton is the one that's probably set up to, to make out the best. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Yeah. If they win a cup, fine. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll I'll trade a cup to to let this team get picked clean because that means Bergeron and Krejci get a cup. Marshawn gets another cup. You know what I mean? Like, I'll I'll trade another couple years of rebuilding if they win a fucking cup. You know what? You know what? I agree. I'll let Clifton walk if we win a cup. I think that's fair. That's a fair trade. If you ask me before this season, regardless if he keeps playing like this, yeah, I would have shipped Clifton into the sun yesterday if it meant another cup. Sorry, Cliffy, I love you, but uh, I don't love you that much. Do you? You briefly talked about uh, Montgomery and and kind of his style. I did get a voicemail on the chirp line regarding Montgomery, so I want to take this opportunity and jump on that right now. So here's a, here's a, a voicemail call from Sharon. Hey, guys. Um, this is uh, Sharon. He's calling um, at R-O-N-A-D-L-A. And uh, I was just curious as to your thoughts on Jim Montgomery's uh, line changes and uh, actually like his in-game uh, line changes and everything. So because uh, I've noticed that he doesn't really like, well, he does change him a lot. But I'm curious as to your take on that. So thanks. Bye. Excellent phone call. Sharon, you are right. He does do uh, a good amount of line changes. Ian, you kind of touched on it just a few minutes ago, so I'm going to let you kind of expand on that. But how do you feel about Jim uh, Jim Montgomery's in-game management at this point? I'm really glad this got brought up because it's a great question. I really genuinely like it. I think he pulls the trigger a little early at times, but there's something to be said about not waiting for it to get worse. I think this bleeds into another conversation that is basically the same thing, which is the the perfection line, as we hate to call it. Then was, don't. Was reunited. Mm-hmm. And reunited for like a, a whole game, basically. Does Krejci feel okay about that? Uh, you still have Hall, Hall and a rejuvenated Nebraska as your line mates. That's not that's not the same thing as Hall and Pasternak, and you fucking know it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It's not, but I mean, 
Krejci's Krejci has had a little bit of a little bit of a sink lately. He hasn't really looked looked good <laughs> since coming back from injury. Though. He's yeah, he's he's definitely right yeah, definitely is. But how does Krejci feel about it? Well, um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to jet to the Czech Republic again. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't think so either. Not mid-season. <laughs> I love the way he changed. I love the way Monty changes lines. I really do. I think he shifts them around. I think he does it in clever ways that I don't see coming pretty often. And I think he, the best thing he does is what we mentioned earlier is riding hot hands. And Pasternak wants to double shift with the fourth line. Fuck it, go for it. Like Felino's going to make up some time on the penalty kill or on the power play, whatever. Like you've seen Pasternak out there with Noshik and Greer, and you're just like, all right, well, <laughs> if that's what he wants to do. Yeah. So he's what's really the difference good with between that. how what's the difference between how Montgomery shuffles the lines and how Cassidy did? It felt like a punishment when Cassidy did it. And this seems so silly, but in my opinion, it felt like is that retrospect or is that is that knowing what we know now or is this no? We talked about it all the time. Yeah, Ooh, I think he got, got sent down to. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! What was that? Sometimes he did it to to kind of spark, but it because of past precedents with him sometimes it always at least looked a little bit like a demotion or some sort of punishment with him and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't like that's that's, that's part of rolling the dice that yeah exactly yeah. that's coaching but there was there was a part of me especially last year and even the year before that there when there was that line change and in, in shuffling uh mid-game it was typically because we were down somebody wasn't playing right and it felt like angry dad type stuff yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, and now and I feel dad so got a hold of the blender again. Yeah, yeah. Exa- well, when we said that, that's obviously we have like there's a stigma attached to when he would do it. And Montgomery right now has the benefit of they're winning almost every fucking night. And it so seems when like he does these line change changes, it's like, oh, wow, right you're one. doing great. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's not going to be like that all season. At certain points, he's going to make some line changes, and it's going to be a negative. It's going to fuck us up. Yeah, that's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. But. And kind of to, to answer your question about do you think Krejci was upset about those line changes at that point, I think as long as they're getting the Ws at the end of the night and they're scoring goals, I don't think anybody on this team is that upset with their role. Yeah. Maybe maybe Craig Smith. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Maybe, he's, did, maybe he's not I, having a great time this year. Let's talk about that a little bit too, shall we? All right. All right. I did a dive into the Craig Smith minutes uh, earlier today. And he you didn't aver- find much if you dove into the minutes. <laughs> no, he does not have a lot of minutes. He averages, it says on NHL.com, 10 minutes a game. I think that's bullshit. I think it's like eight and a half. Yeah, honestly. That feels high. Because it's 10 20. Almost every game ends, and you're like, he had 8.36 of ice time. Like, it's almost always sub 10 that you look at. I just, maybe earlier in the season, he had some, I don't know. But you, we can all admit it's very low ice time that he typically has. Is it safe to say that Craig Smith maybe doesn't fit in Montgomery's system because it's high quality, high quality chances are, are prioritized overall. And Craig Smith will shoot from, will shoot from lands down straight if you let him. Maybe, but I'm kind of reaching a point with this where like, so Greer also gets those same minutes. And Lauko also gets those same minutes. And the only reason Felino and Nosik don't get those minutes is because Nosik does three minutes a game at least on short, like on penalty kill. Yeah. And Felino plays on the power play units and usually gets two and a half to three minutes there. So when you look at time on ice, they're both sitting there like 11, 12 minutes. And then there's Smith with nine. 
But it's only because Smith doesn't play any special teams because he does not belong as a top 10 special team guy on either side. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's really like Smith is being punished. It's like, no, you're part of the fourth line, man. Yeah. No, like he's, he's not being punished. I don't think there's a punishment. I think there is a tacit agreement that he is not doing as well as maybe he should. But Felino, we love and we're, we think he's doing great, even though he actually only plays like eight to nine minutes of five on five time a night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, with but that perspective, it, it's a lot more balanced than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think, I think, well, good, Foligno, good yeah, that hey, is good job, I mean. very nice. <laughs> but I think, I think with the, the conversation with Nosik and Nosik and Foligno is just like you said, it's a tacit agreement that, you know, Smith hasn't been as good as he needs to be. And if he was, maybe he would be on that second power play unit in Coyle's spot as the trigger man, something like that. Or, you know, you're not going to put, you're not going to take no, no shake off the penalty kill, which by the way, I want to shout him out because I gave him, we gave him so much shit throughout the season, throughout the preseason, the last, I think the last two weeks, I would say the last two weeks, no has played great. He has played really good hockey. So shout out to him. I wanted to put that out there before I forgot, but in Smith's case, it's like, it's, he's in no man's land right now, man. And is there a way to get him out of there? Eh. <laughs> I mean, until yeah, it's like, not that does it, and does it matter? I guess. I don't think it matters. And I think yeah, if he that, gets that's moved. A more, that's a more important question is, does it yeah. matter right now? Because yeah. can he get out of there? Yeah, sure. But he's a streaky player. So at some point, you, he'll turn it on and then it'll turn back off. That's just yeah, the at some point. Yeah, at some point, he'll turn it on, and that's after we've traded him for a fourth round pick. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be that upset about it. Yeah, neither would I at this point. No, I mean he's a he's a he's not coming back next year. Yeah. He's gone. So get something for him. I don't care if it's fourth fourth round or not. Yeah, I like I'm having him on the team. I'm not gonna lie; too. like he's not a detriment. Yeah, I like the player. I just. He hasn't been impressive this year. And for a good chunk of last year, he wasn't that impressive. So, In a I'm, weird I'm way, he is the least useful on. guy on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 That's a weird way to spell Trent Frederick, Ian. I mean, Trent Frederick, know, Frederick is Frederick, better in Frederick, the defensive zone. Yeah. Uh, Since we <laughs> called him out a couple or like two weeks ago, he's he's looked better to me. He's look, he's looked much better, yes. And I just next, wanted I just wanted to get week, He's going to look like shit. We'll call him out again and see if we can do that that magic again. Yeah, oh, buddy. I just, I, I just wanted to give Ian, Ian a little bit of shit. <laughs> what the Trent Frederick wasn't playing as poorly as? Oh no, Smith? no. What, more what of the, more of the get him off my team that you were oh, doing. If we <laughs> traded Trent Frederick tomorrow. I wouldn't even blink. I, I still have zero reason to believe that like he's a necessity on the team. If you traded Smith, if you traded Frederick, I'd go. Well, you are just throwing away two wingers, so that's a little weird as far as depth goes. But like, yeah. all right. <laughs> Like, Felino, uh, mainstay on the third line? I can't believe I'm saying that, but hell yeah. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, he's been great. Yeah. He's been great. He 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 fed he fed some poor uh, some poor Calgary player. I can't even remember who he fought, but in front of the net. Yeah, didn't come F- back. Rooney. Rooney was Kevin Rooney. That's right. Yeah. The shit out of the guy. Yeah. There's been a lot yeah, of that we- going around these days, though. So. <laughs> Uh, the 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 kid for the kid for the Canucks had to go to Mass General. I hope yeah. he's okay. I have not heard another report. But f- let me just address this. 
all the people who are like Greer was too chicken shit to fight Shen after Greer literally shows him his wrapped hand and then Shen skates away and Greer's still skating toward him. I'm like, it kind of looked like he was pointing his hand like, dude, I'm already banged up. I can't throw again. But if you want to catch these hands, like they're still here. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. And then and, Shen skated away. And, and also not for nothing. Uh, uh, Tia is going to kill me for this one. Podzlokian? Podzlokin? Not worse than what the announcers were saying his name is. So. Podzlokin. Podzlokin. Podzloki. Big kid who who has been known to throw him in lower levels. So he wasn't exactly he wasn't exactly a neophyte. And I think and what what cut him open wasn't even the it wasn't the ice it wasn't a fist I th- it was a fist that missed and then it ended up being like an MMA style elbow drop right on the side of his head cracked him open and it was just oh my god yeah he was it leaking was, it was it was messy yeah god, that he was leaking went from a fun fight to being worried real quick mm-hmm. yeah exactly fun fight for us not not for Pod at yeah. all. That guy got. Yeah. His... You're not even going to try that name, are you? No, why would I bother? He got his brakes beat off. That was brutal, man. He picked a fight, too. Yeah, he, he, gave, he gave Greer the cross check in the back while Greer was down and then spun around and shook his gloves a little bit. And Greer was like, Holy fuck, thank you. Chopped him down. Because <laughs> you can't, if you're 20 pounds heavier than the guy, you can't pick the fight. Yeah. Unless you're fucking Garnet Hathaway because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. What are you going to do? That guy went to an Ivy League school. What the fuck? They just let anybody in those now, don't they? Yeah, I think he was their entertainment to get to throw bricks at his forehead uh, in the commons or something. I don't know. Explains a lot. I fucking hate Hathaway. He's the dirtiest player in the league. <laughs> what were we talking about? I keep going on tangents. I, I, am I in a bad mood? I think I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I think I'm getting <laughs> shitty about some stuff. You need a drink, sir. I need some good news. Thomas, give me some good news. I mean, I was about to segue into giving Andrew 60 seconds to explain to me why he put Miller back on the fucking itinerary here. Uh, that is, Andrew, you it, have it's, 60 it, 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 it's, seconds. No, no, I don't even need, I don't even need 60 seconds. Typical. I yeah, don't even need I've 60 seconds that. and I've we don't even need to spend 60 seconds on this. All I need to say about that is if you don't want to hire a former United States attorney general to do a third party fact finding mission about your vetting, here's a solution. Don't fucking sign the kid who has a Wikipedia article that has a section that's strictly for bullying, bullying incidents. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you need. And we can move on now. There is one interesting thing about it. And I'm going to drive Thomas mad. And I'm sorry. If you're the Boston Bruins, I was trying to get us out of this. Ian, you have nothing to hide if you're willing to do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. They turn like, it over. They turn it over to a third party. Like, if you're the Chicago Blackhawks, you didn't do this. No, no. We investigated ourselves and we found we did nothing wrong. If you're Vancouver after uh, the Vertanen, I think it was, incidents. Yes. I don't want to say that. You're not doing this. Like, the organization must either has nothing to hide or they're so arrogant that they're like, they won't figure anything out. I, really I think at this point, I think at this one. point, at this point, it cannot be that. Well, we've it can it cannot it cannot be the second one. The cannot. well of disgust is deep in the NHL, man. Sure is, but my God, 
So I just found that interesting where I'm like, you're basically inviting the IRS into your building. Good fucking luck, guys. Go for it. And well, they said that they're going to make it public upon the completion. Uh, and interestingly, no internal discipline so far. So it looks like they're going to go by what they find. Nice. Yep. Make, make, make your completion public. I try to keep that stuff private, but hey, you know. Um, I always make it a point to make my completion public. Good for you. Thomas, next subject, please. I hate you both. Uh, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we jump into uh, predictions. Yeah. Okay. All right. So actually, Thomas, I, I, I want to make a comment here because I, I kind of threw away last week when you beat us. You, you beat the piss out of us this last week. Clapping cheeks. Mm-hmm. Like you went three and zero, and your goal differential was four. Yeah, four. Good. And that's for anybody who's listening to this. So obviously we pick the scores and the games. Goal differential means like total goals off from being correct. Yes, correct. So that means home and away team. So four four is crazy. I don't know if we've done that yet before. I don't. I, was, th- I don't think I we've ever been that low. Good, I had a pretty good. Yeah. One. And I came damn close came. to another uh, another correct score the other night too. If it wasn't for the open netter for Nosik, couldn't even be that mad about it because Nosik. Oh my God! Did you see his celebrate? Yeah, it's it's not the monkey fully off the back, but at least at least there's enough of it off the back that he may not be as gun shy or hearing hearing uh fucking wizard sounds in his ears. Sure. Take a fucking shot. Yeah, that 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 was that was a man relieved after that just he just turned back he just turned back to the goal and just you could s- just see the heaving sigh like <sighs> yeah. the team was so happy for him man i guarantee you sunday night the locker room was probably electric after that mm-hmm. game yep knowing that they had a couple of days off knowing that no sick finally fucking got on on the score sheet i guarantee you i guarantee you they had a great time in that fucking locker room mm-hmm Yep, they and they were they were. It's it's it, it felt it felt it felt good, and you could tell like you could tell he was feeling it because after after the, it wasn't even it wasn't a dirty hit by Calveros. It was a hit on Pasternak that was hard and clean, and Nosek fucking gave him a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was. That was one of my highlights of the game, by the way, of yep. Nosek. He's like, oh, that was my first fight, but you don't do that to, to my friend and our star. And I'm like, oh, yes, I like that. I like that a lot. Ugh. I mean, uh, before we jump into the scores, you did make a mention on the itinerary that we are about to hit a different tier uh, of opponent in the next couple of weeks. But oh. these next three games aren't necessarily that. We do play the Flyers at home. Mm-hmm. on thursday and we play the blackhawks at home on saturday and then we play the lightning on the road so yep. the lightning next monday uh, that's gonna 21st, start that, that starts the gauntlet that, that kicks off the gauntlet but as i was reminded on the internet and i can't remember who the hell did it uh so i apologize if you're listening but i was reminded that yes the schedule does look scary coming up but for the opponents because the bruins are fucking wagon Patrick so Laverty, shout out. That's it. That's it. That was it. <laughs> so, uh, Flyers, Thursday night. John Tarrell is already starting to lose his mind over there. Yep. I don't think he had it when he signed the signed the contract, to be honest. But. True enough. 
Uh, who's starting? I guess I will. Uh, I'm gonna go the four-two dub. Keep it nice, simple, and clean. Four-two dub. Okay, sounds good. Thomas, let's go three-one. I'll go three-one. Okay. Four-one dub. Mm-hmm. I think this one. I think. I think we kind of breeze breeze through this one. Uh, they they Carter Hart is. Carter Hart is Atlas right now, but at some point, the world's going to fall on top of him, and I think it's already starting to show. Yeah. 4-1 dub. All right. All right. Next. On Saturday, Blackhawks at Bruins, 7 p.m. Nice Saturday night game. I'm looking forward to it. This Love is it. the closest I've ever been to calling a shutout. The closest. I'm not going to do it because I'm not Andrew, but I will go 4-1. That's really interesting because I too am not Andrew, but that's a four-zero dub. Ah, yes, I love it. I, I made it five it. weeks before predicting a shutout. I'm gonna take that credit. Yeah, <laughs> credit to you it. for holding off. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think this this one actually might be closer than than y'all are thinking. Um, They're more competitive than they should be. And Kyle Davidson is probably really angry at that fact. <laughs> um, it's you're supposed to be sucking hard for Bedard. You're not doing that. You're being middling. They're middling, which is far more than what I thought they were yeah. going to be. Yeah. But I see a close game. Maybe the, maybe maybe the team doesn't get up for this one. I see a three-two regulation dub. Okay. Why don't you uh, why don't you start us off for the lightning then, Andrew? Lightning, the start of the gauntlet. You know, I've been trying I, I've been trying to hedge my bets a little bit, predicting one loss a week, but this team just keeps winning, man. But I don't know, lightning on the road, and this is a lightning team that will has proved that they have a switch here in the early going. Uh, I think this one's a three-one loss. I'm going to keep trying to play the averages here. 3-1 loss. I, on the other hand, think that the Bruins are going to be on a fucking high from beating the shit out, potentially shutting out. Credit to, <laughs> to Ian. Potentially shutting out. The You're being off. so nice about that prediction. Typically, you are I, not. Because I was normally, like I said, I, I prefaced it by saying that's the closest I've ever been to calling a shutout. So I almost hope that I lose this week because of a shutout right there. Oh, but I think the Bruins are going to be feeling it heading down south heading to tampa bay and they're gonna go in there and they're gonna win a tight one but they're gonna win four three. Ooh, overtime or regulation it either way but i'll say i'll say regulation just because okay that is exactly what i had and i am not changing that score i feel very strongly that it's going to be right in that wheelhouse yeah do four think, three overtime just for time no i'm gonna i'm gonna four three regulation win no tiebreakers like there's enough tiebreakers before that in the mm-hmm. sometimes when you feel strong enough about i know we commonly like change our scores if someone already says it i feel strongly about that one yeah yeah i feel good about it too all right i hope we're both right Andrew's gonna have a terrible week, and we'll just we'll just we'll we'll Facetime real quick, do a little cheers. Or By the way, to keep everyone up to date, Thomas is up. Thomas is up three to one to one so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, 
Yeah, and after the the last the last, and he's dominated the last two weeks. It's not even that close. Oh, it would. Yeah, it, if it could be six to one to one, it probably deserves to be. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's a long <laughs> season, boys. Don't get crazy. Well, I'm not worried yet, but <laughs> if this extends to like a like a five to one to one, I'm like, all right, I'm a little worried. Well, well, remember Thomas was ahead almost all year last year, and then lost on the final ten seconds. Nah, it wasn't really. It wasn't like me ahead. It was actually. If, I feel like it was me and Ian kind of bouncing back and forth, and then I took like off six, early. seven weeks ago. Uh, okay, kind of I think right. off and then started yeah. sneaking back in. There I was one right. point where I had a three. I think I was up three, two or three mm-hmm. early yeah. in the season, and then yeah. it fell apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like your fantasy team, huh? Yeah. Oh no, my fantasy team hasn't even gotten that far yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's falling apart before we really even got this thing going. Oh man, Tristan Jari and Thatcher Demko. By the way, what is Vancouver's strategy on defense? You guys, you guys watch that game. Just what is Vancouver's? There. Just kind of yeah. hang out, be there. Yeah. Be present. Either no one's taking actual bodies. They're just like, I'm in the shooting lane. I'm like, yeah, but you're not stopping the shots. <laughs> I think they think I think they think it's 2020 Demko and it's and their strategy is basically he'll stop it. Yeah. Wish he would. I fucking wish he would start doing that. That'd be <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh man. All right, you guys got time for one more voicemail? Well hell yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Zach. What's going on? Uh, it's Zach T calling up again, uh, calling the line. Um, it is currently uh, the Bruins, during the Bruins three-day break, which is great for the team uh, to get that break, but also, also not so great for us to get to wait three days to watch the Bruins hockey. Um, but I want to ask you guys a question. So at this point, the Bruins are 14-2. and two. Um, They really haven't struggled very much, have been playing really good hockey. Um, and gotten even better when Marcia and McAvoy have come back and Kate stepped up the other night against Buffalo. Just all around really good. Um, but as a fan myself, I'm still a little bit hesitant to say, you know, this team is great. This team is, they're going to be this way all, all year. They're going to be so good. They're going to be the top team in the Atlantic. So I guess my question for you guys is, just, um, you know, are you guys at that point yet? Are you guys all in on this team? Or do you believe that they could be, you know, this good all year? Or... Are you waiting for a certain point or a certain you know time in the season where you might be able to say that, or, or is that maybe even not even a question, not even a point for you guys? But just want to know where you're at with um, how good this team might be for the whole year. But anyway, yeah, have a good week and uh, go be Zach. If you want to be hesitant uh, and not quite say this team is great yet, totally understandable. I get it, but I'm already I'm already there, boys. This team fucks. This team fucks. This team fucks. The depth of my stupidity cannot be measured. I am fully optimistic. Stop right there. All times. Like, (laughs) this team could be 2 and 14. And I'm like, guys, just you fucking wait. We're going to turn this shit around. It's going to be an improbable march to the cup. It's going to be beautiful. I'm all in, but I'm kind of always all in. So that's fair. But you're extremely in right now. This team fucks. And guys, Providence fucks too. To Providence does ten one and two. What's up, that? I'm having a great hockey season so far, and I was dreading this time of the year all summer long, dreading mm-hmm. because I was worried about the injuries and like, man, we're gonna have to do this podcast, and they're gonna be in such a hole. We're gonna be, we're gonna be outside the playoff picture all year. Nope, this team fucks. I'm nope, stupid. this team's in everybody else's hole. Yep, yep. <laughs> worth saying, really worth saying. It is, we are going to hit a skid at some point. It mm-hmm. might be next week against a bunch of tough teams that we're like, well, we're not mostly away for, but we're a mix of away and home. 
I mean, we we could have ah, we lose a couple of those games. Everyone starts questioning things. Mm-hmm. The injuries are still there. It's gonna happen. It's an eighty-two mm-hmm. game season. Everyone goes through goes through those lulls. All right, uh, the next ten games, they lose three of them. Figure that three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. That means that we still have five, maybe six losses the entire first third of the season. If you told yeah. me that this past summer. I would have had a much better summer because I wouldn't have been worried about my fucking hockey team. If they go seven and three in the next 10 games, that means by game 26, they're 21 and five. Yeah. You know what else it means? This team fucks. This team fucks. This, this team fucks. Fucks. All right, boys. That's enough for my brain tonight. Later. <laughs> Later. Later.